Hello and welcome to Music Box. My name is Malik, and each and every month I sit down and talk to amazing musicians about the music they make, their life, work, and hobbies while we don't doodle jam. And this week, I have the one, the only, Hansel Romero from the band Nightlife. How are you doing? It's been a hot minute. It's been a minute. No, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad that we're able to catch up. And I, we got no, a little bit uh, going in the beginning, but nice to see you. No, yeah. Oh, no, that's the funny thing. We got like super casual. Like, we're just like, yo, I mean, we're chill. We, we talk, we hang out. But it was real funny just to be like, oh, yeah, hey, like, and just like getting into the vibe of it. It was like a moment where I had to be like, don't ask too many questions. Gotta like, say that's a like the bit. balance. <laughs> no, but it's been, it's the new EP just came out. I mean, how do you feel about just like reception, like off the bat? Oh, man. I mean, I can only, I can't ever be anything but grateful. It's so cool. Like, I know it's the same for everybody, but for real, for to have waited so long for people to care about something that I made musically is paying off in such a great way. Just anybody that says that they like it, anybody that listens, it always just feels the same. It's so cool. Maybe it'll no. wear off eventually, but I'm just glad to be here. Absolutely. No, and the thing about it is I just, I don't know. It's just something, I can't explain it. There's just something that's just so amazing about the sound of just like, the horns, um, and just, I love that I'm just like the horns. Like, I can imagine the performance. Like, I can imagine Nightlife, the band, like performing in front of me. Like, it's like that sort of energy, or I can feel it, and I can just, I absolutely love it. No fucking pleasure. No, no fucking pleasure. What about We're, it? Oh my god. My the baby. in the background, like, uh, yeah, no, I, f- I feel bad because, like, typically I'm like, okay, let me have a format. And, like, I have all these questions and I'm just like, fuck the format real quick. I want to, like, make sure you get your flowers because this, again, like, you and, the, like, the rest of the band did, did amazing with this. Thank you so much. That, that, yeah, I love that song. I love the Holy P, obviously. But, yeah, thank you. No, for sure. And now for real questions. Mm. Um. You talked a little bit about it being like a gap. It's been about a year since like the first EP. Um, and you mentioned like wanting to keep things busy in terms of like, and still kind of engaging. And one thing I remember you doing, and I, remember, I think it was like once or twice, were these little ARGs. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I mean, I had to ask, like, like where, where did the idea to come up to do like, like fun little ARGs to be like, hey, especially the fucking like Google Drive one? Because I remember that and I was on a train with the worst Wi-Fi ever trying to figure no. this out. I think there was oh, a that... limit. I think it was like the first 30 people got like the like to hear like the new track. I think night it was like nightlife type beat. Yeah, it was a way early version of nightlife type beat. Wow. To, so, to try to do that with bad Wi-Fi. Nope. Oh man, I'm sorry. I did it, but my question is, how did the idea come up? And then also, how long did that shit take? Uh that took so I planned it out in my notebook at work in one morning, and then the following morning, also at work, I just did it and made it in Google Drive and all that and did kind of everything then. So maybe, I don't know, six hours, something like that. But the idea, I mean, first, I just wanted to see if there was a way to get people to feel like they wanted to interact. Because on some place like Twitter, it's like, I mean, every social media, it's hard to get people to do something that goes off of the app. That's kind of what the point of the app is um, to keep you there. So I don't know. I, I was always interested in trying to find ways to make people feel like they could participate and like do something if you're going to get them off the app. Like they're doing you that favor. So you may as well reward them with some fun, some goofiness, whatever it might be. So that was one way to do that. 
And it's all kind of like a precursor to like one day I really, for a Halloween thing, I definitely want to do like a whole full ARG kind of situation with like analog horror, like scenarios set up and like some lore or whatever it might be. But I guess the, the more shortest answer after all of that is YouTube. Because <laughs> there's so many cool like analog horror videos and stuff on YouTube. The whole genre is really neat. No, for sure. Is there any one in particular that inspired you that you're like, hell yeah, or like any ones that you're just keeping up with? Ah, oh, man, not that I'm keeping up with now, but there was one that was covered by a channel called Next Nextbo, um, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was it had a whole video game interactive part to it and everything, and that's the thing I think with ARGs and analog horror and whatever, the parts that they branch off and make it feel real are always the coolest and creepiest things. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just so I like that. It's really neat. I feel you. I'm trying to figure out how a band like, because I feel like it, de- it can definitely be done, but doing like a creepy one as a band, it with like a music video component, which I hadn't even considered, I, it'd be interesting. It'd be very difficult, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it can be done. Also with gaps. I mean, you. So the first EP came out in July 2021. Mm-hmm. We are currently in August 2022. So I wanted to ask a little bit in terms of just like changes we talked a little bit about before like what was up what was been changing in your life but for a more like face audience facing like what's something i have like a two-parter what's Mm. something that changed with the band nightlife that you expected and you didn't expect in between new low and fallback got you um after i mean before new low happened there was no way i could have predicted or any of us could have predicted what would have happened after, which was a lot of industry attention and stuff, which was very cool, but very overwhelming. Um, so much so that I think we got caught up with the manager and all this stuff. And they ended up kind of taking us around the loop a little bit with uh, industry bureaucracy, asking for a lot of music, this, that kind of just, it's not that like it was their fault that the process got disrupted, but it wasn't something that we'd ever done before as a band or individually to kind of try to produce music at that rate. So it got us off of our path, so to speak, or whatever we were comfortable with and doing. Um, So I definitely didn't expect all that to happen. And thus, we kind of got slowed out and distracted. And I personally had this whole existential era where I had to figure out what I wanted us to sound like and what that meant, what it means to be making music for the project, all that stuff. Um, We came out on top, came out a happy, healthy band with a mission kind of thing. But it was a lot of anxiety and a lot of delay. So I'm not looking forward to how much delay might get in the way with more industry stuff going forward, but um, to at least know that that can happen and how to avoid it maybe a little bit in the future is nice. Um, So I guess I didn't expect that. What I did expect was for us to eventually figure out our mission and kind of go back to having fun making music. And we did eventually kind of get to that point finally. So yeah, uh, I would say I expected us to get better, remember our mission, to continue having fun, and make sure that that stands above else. No, absolutely, because the thing about it is from the Twitter, from the music, and from just what I've heard from other interviews, I listened to the Good Noise podcast episode, shout out to them too. They're lovely, shout out. They're amazing. Um, like, And I remember there was like a, a little quote where you were mentioning um, just one of your bandmates was like, hey, like, are you still having fun? And, like, I feel like fun has been something that's been a big aspect of just the band and 
it's something you can feel when you hear it of just something that's like so polished so refined but is still at the end of the day fun yeah i'm glad because that's frankly where the identity is going to come from it's easy to forget that so that's cool absolutely i mean so i wanted to ask and just kind of like and pan out a little bit. I know that you were singing on these songs for a while. I mean, what was the process of refining them? Because these are songs that you've written, I remember, I think you said, like, right after New Low. How do you get them to the point where they're written already and they're kind of in a place where you're like, hey, I feel like it's all I'm ready to go to what we heard when it just came out? Oh, it's arduous and going to get shorter as we figure it out. But um, it's varied for each song. Like, Fool Me Once technically has a lifespan of like since last march like march of 2021 before new low happened um and technically and has took a whole like mountain of attempts and structures and stuff to get that one to the way that we like it which is so weird um feels more like a puzzle than anything else but like obviously i love it and how it turned out but to that end um yeah most of the songs were done probably like in february and when i say done that means like Vocals are written, the instrumental is pretty much produced and set and or recorded at that point with Julian and extra stuff and Isaiah in there for some uh, consultation on the drums. And then from there, I have to kind of take those, the, what we recorded, mix it, master it, and take it through that process. Um, I started the post-pro in April and it kind of, it's almost like I redid it all, like in June, I think it was. And then by that point, I'd started to get final mixes of like, obviously, Type B and Fallback were done. And then these kind of came together over the course of the next month. I think I finished them August 13th or some. And then I submitted them the next day for release the 26th. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I guess that is all to say it takes a long time. It takes too long. Um it, the good news is that I do have fun doing that part too, but um, it really does has to get a little bit shorter so that we can just make more moments happen. It's not even about making more music. It's just giving the opportunity to make more cool moments more. No, for sure. And so, I mean, when it comes to like having these mo moments, um, I want to ask are like how many songs I, and I feel like this might be like a sensitive one. So feel free to like, answer how you choose Fair. but when you're making these moments so like when you're working on fallback how many songs are you walking into this ep and saying okay and how do you choose okay i want to curate this energy or this is this is what we want to tell people as the band nightlife in 2022 like how do you craft that from the bigger the bigger um piece of the puzzle or the mm -hmm. bigger chisel no that makes sense um for these, and usually it turns that I uh, start the demo or something, just producing something in my room one morning or whatever, and then I bring it to Julian at some point after that pretty pretty soon. And if when we're putting his stuff together on it and kind of making the, the greater structure of the song, it kind of feels like magic to an extent. And that's obviously like, can't describe, you know, that's a subjective. But if it feels like magic at any point, we're like, all right, this is something to think about and you will usually be excited about it at least at that point want to work on it and keep doing that so yeah usually that's just me starting with an idea bringing it and if us putting our minds together makes it something greater then we're like yeah okay let's see where this goes and that happened like 15 times i would say maybe 10 
12 around before we got these five. Um, yeah, put it around 10 or 12. No, for sure. And I'm trying to think where I want to go from there. Because I feel like the, the, like the next thing is just like the cycle of just promoting something from there. And like mm-hmm. now saying, okay, like the imagery of the EP. So, I mean, I'm just like, you have the music video now, which is like another big step for the band. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, what visually did you want to say? Is there anything like anything visual aspect on top of that? Did you want to like represent with this as well? Absolutely. I mean, what's fun is that the, the original photo shoot, the video and the video photo shoot all have different vibes and they all do come back. And the same way that the the songs on the EP do, they all have different vibes. They all come together still to kind of span a few decades and just be like, this is music. <laughs> this is pop music. Um, now that's what I call. Now that's what I call pop music. But visually, yeah, I think they kind of, we have the photo shoot that looks a little bit more modern, re- futuristic even. Um, the videos looks very retro because of the two uh, sites that we chose. And then the one uh, part of the video is in a very nice house that was here in Baltimore, very classy. Um, so putting all those together, you know, kind of, I guess it's not really coordinated at this point, but as with what's happened so far so with us just in general, like there's not usually a plan and then it all comes together like, oh, wow, these five songs sound together like a story. Oh, this video kind of makes sense now and th- these visuals kind of make sense if you connect them with XYZ. So maybe we'll, as we learn more, we're going to become more deliberate about it, but happy accidents and some planning go a long way. No, for sure. I'm not going to lie. There have been a lot of times I've looked at the visuals and I've I was like, oh, shit, this is like, because you could have honestly fooled me. Yeah. There are some times I've been like, oh, damn, like, you're coming in with a vision. You're coming in with, like, everything. So you're just like, we had this set up, we had this set up, and we figured it out. Yeah, it's, like it's not, like I said, some planning and a lot of happy accidents. No, for sure. Um, I wanted to touch on a point you just mentioned a little bit earlier in that answer, which is, like, different decades. Mm. So I, I remember listening to the Good Noise podcast interview. Yeah. yeah, and you mentioning that like one of the inspirations or one of the things that you were like noticing when you're looking at this EP were going why are people going back to the 80s mm-hmm. and just like that aspect of okay like why are we looking there why are we like and what does that say for people and you in, in that answer you mentioned that like you're kind of pulling from different decades and different eras why why does the idea of of like picking what like not ideas, but like concepts and like overarching themes and like combining into this current what nightlife is currently doing. How does that how does how does different decades and different eras and like what they do kind of influence how you put output stuff? I yeah, good question. Um I think we have the benefit of retrospect and the benefit of mm-hmm. foresight to that regard. We're able to kind of see if we look back at stuff from the eighties, what we remember especially those of us that weren't there, for example. Uh, it are the things that are timeless um be that you know the visuals of bad by michael jackson that whole like era thriller era etc whatever um what we take back about synth wave and just the whole aesthetic of synth pop um it's just interesting that we're able to know what stayed so when you are looking back like that you have the benefit of knowing of pulling from things that were timeless like i said that are good that you could just pull from whenever but you also have the ability to kind of explore within there because of that. You kind of 
I don't know. I guess we just want to use that ability, that advantage, and not enough. Not it's not that not enough fans, but not enough artists in our part of the world right now are kind of pulling back from that kind of stuff or pulling back from things that are a bit more universal. Um, I think that they will absolutely going forward. Like I was, like I said earlier, with I was talking to you, listen yeah. to our radio. Like there's a lot of good bands right now that are pulling from a lot of cool things, but we'll get there. And it all kind of ties together to that. Why are we going back there? All of us. What are we all looking for? Um, for sure. So. I mean, you said, why do you think of band, like bands might hold back from like wanting to explore that and like touching those elements? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I need you to repeat that because there's somebody outside my window blasting the gnarliest that I get done. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no, you're good. it is unprecedentedly loud, but you yeah. might even be able to hear it on mic if you can. No, I can this. hear it though. So you're all good. Like you don't have to apologize. Um, so I want to say, um, what made you, what made, well, not make fun of you. Why do you think certain bands might feel hesitate to like go back and look at things that are more timeless and want to play and experiment with those areas? Right. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just you, you when you develop your own like the 2010s, especially in like alt music, I would say. And I, I can only speak so much for like one side of it, but it was all there was a distinct sound by the end of it. The 10s kind of became metalcore. You knew what that sounded like um emo rap you knew what that sounded like like even pop punk toward the end of it it's a very 2020s thing now but you knew what that sounded like um i think that we're looking for something a little bit more now because we've been able to watch the meta experience of watching a culture develop watching a sound develop and understand in real time that it's happening because of experiencing it globally on the internet and all that stuff so I think with every decade that we have the internet, the more meta this stuff is going to get. And as such, like we are now looking for going back. We're like, okay, we have a culture. It'll happen. But why don't we fill it up with influences if we're going to, if we already know what's going to happen? Why don't we look back for timeless inspiration, et cetera? Uh, no, for sure. And I, I also, I feel like this is like kind of full circle with us talking about <laughs> just like ARGs because it's yep. looking at these elements that can be so rooted, like the old vintage TV with the static and all these different elements, like it feels so, and I mean, like you said, with different genres, it feels so like there's so much room to be able to like explore and play with things that even like, like back then are just like natures of like, Hey, limitations, like 808s, like, like people like, Oh, Hey, like this is all we had. So let's just use this. And now it's just, no, this is a stylistic choice now, mm-hmm. and this is I'm one. I'm like I'm pulling from this era. I'm calling from this, and and it is like I do see what you mean. Where I feel like back when we were, like when pioneering ideas first started back in like eras we call back to, it was out of necessity, and now it's more out of like I'm trying to tell something, and I think that's where you get bands who are doing like fusions now because. You, I feel like it's easier to either retread or it's like, hey, experiment with new ideas and you get things like soul punk. Yeah, you can. there's an appreciation. You're absolutely right. And I also think that people are realizing that even just updating old sounds with newer technology can be cool. Like can already make something that's neat and even new, you know? So, yeah, it's just an exciting time, I think. I mean, that's fair. And that's like, it's exciting because also now I feel like even now more than ever... It's just, I am so excited to see what music output can look like. And, mm-hmm. like, 
granted it sucks because there are so many bands i would love to see on tour and i would love to like be able to get like a more solid output but like it's like a trade-off of hey i want someone to explore and i want a, a group of people to explore something that's really interesting and really exciting that like they wouldn't have been able to make if it wasn't for like the internet or being able to have the room to do things versus hey okay go to a major label pump out an album go on tour because like I feel like it gives you not just different sounds, but I think different topics. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're also, I think, I mean, I think we mentioned it before, like in like the last interview we did, but like just people of color being able to like have like a, a place where it's like, no, fuck you. This is my place at the table. Mm-hmm. And like, we've always been here, but like being able to do that and carve out that space has been amazing. Yeah. I mean, it helps that there's certain things that are quote unquote in vogue and this or that, but you know, you get the opportunity to take it and new voices are being appreciated right now as they should be because the new perspectives that they bring are all insane. There's the, all the best, my favorite and the best bands right now are the ones that have that different perspective going for them, whether it is the bassist who is, uh, who's black or the front person who's Indian or whatever it is. It's just all very interesting. For sure. Um, I want to ask about producing. So Mm. how, like on top of all the stuff that's been happening with nightlife, how is the producing front been going? It's been going pretty well. I mean, what's funny is that there's a a couple projects that, like, my little brother's just came out. Um, and that, I think I'd worked on six songs of his, and that had been around for a while. And there's another metalcore band whose EP I finished another six songs for, like, at the beginning of the year. And that I don't think they're putting out until the end of this year, which is interesting. Um, but it's been good. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. I'm still getting to work with some of my friends who I think are really neat. Um working on just getting better, making sure that I learn how to make music sound better. I have, it's not that I have higher standards or anything now or anything like that. It's more like I feel like I can feel closer to the people that I looked up to. So it may as well try to do the things and do the work to close the gap. So yeah, I mean, that's always been what the opportunity to produce other people's music has been for me, that, that opportunity to, not only make something special for them, but also just practice getting better and making and communicating through music. Absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the next question because like, I, I love, I love like, I love that answer and just being able to like work on like additional people. Oh shit, here it is. Um, See, so yeah, we'll figure out another thing real quick. But um, all good. I think then we'll I'll ask this question and then we'll like figure out another zoom real quick. But um what I mean what's the biggest thing that you feel like you've learned from this ne- like this most recent of stuff you round of pr- things you produced over this last year that ha- like influenced this new EP? Oh man. Um just how to get it, it doesn't it almost doesn't show that much in the ep i don't think well maybe in fallback and night i don't know we'll see um guitars i just they've always been a mystery for me production and mixing wise so i just like getting i'm learning how to make them sound bigger more present um and i, I making moments more impactful by making the mixes more dynamic which is and just involves a lot of what's called automation which is just moving volumes up and down effects up and down this or that things that i'd been frankly too lazy to really get too involved in before but it makes everything that much more dynamic and cool so a lot absolutely and it's like you you notice that a lot i've seen like i remember i was listening to something actually today where it was a someone showing a demo 
um, and they had Butch Walker for like a joke track, like Butch Walker, like go and mix it. Wow. And then you and you heard like the difference, and it was it's night and day. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes people forget like how much like producing and how much mixing like adds to the the aura and energy of something. Because I was like, oh shit, like I forget, like it's not it's not you you don't just plug something in and just sing or play something. Like it takes a lot of work to like. Yeah. find that tone and find that sound you change and mold sounds R- truly it's what it is the art of sculpting what you hear and it's I've, it's so beautiful i'll never not love it it's just so cool to me that you can take the things that i've listened to for decades now and just like make things sound that way you know control exactly how things sound it's nuts for sure and so speaking of controlling how things sound um this is like a, a interesting question I have because like when I was listening to fallback, the one thing that came to mind is I can, and I mentioned it earlier in the interview, I can imagine what the nightlife like live performance or live tour would be. If you had like an unlimited budget, unlimited funds, unlimited means. And you're like, and it's like, yo, nightlife show. What does that look like? Wow. That is the dream, frankly. And we'll get there, but like, it would be, Obviously, us, the three boys, doing the thing. Um, there would be another guitarist as well, thankfully. Uh, three backup singers. A horn section of three or four, including my my older and younger brother. Either on, on either of their instruments, they would rip. Um, Jer from Scottoon Network would be on trombone, <laughs> if that's possible. Because they're absolutely amazing at that. Um, among other things. And uh visually oh a dress code optional dress code you can't make people do anything but uh i mean bruno mars and anderson pack made everyone put away their phones anything is possible oh well that's that's nuts i would not do that but i would definitely be like all right show up in your sunday best why not and we would also be dressed real nice and everything it could be like an evening with us kind of situation um with a dance pit and with a, a push pit all the above so I guess, I mean, you know, you're talking about unlimited funds, this, that, like it, it gets into lighting and it gets into that yeah. and that, but I don't know enough about that yet. I just know <laughs> that it'd be a very nice light show and that's expensive. And the the big thing for me is making sure that we can hire singers and horn players to play with us and travel with us if that's ever going to be possible. Excuse me. Oy. If that ever becomes no, possible. No, for sure. And that... Un- and like you hit the nail on the head, I felt like backup singers, like horns, like it just all that feels like so intrinsic to the sound. I feel like it, it can be done on like a, a general tour, but I feel like just if someone was able to like, I mean, one day I was able to be like, hey, fuck it, here's all this money, go do this tour. It would be I, the dream. I would. But um, yeah, no, I feel like I like the same things you were you're saying, like they were calling to me when I was listening to the EP. That's awesome. I'm glad that it that it translates like that. That is certainly the vision. I was always trying to trying to think ahead to the live show at least a little bit. So in the old show, what we had this running joke where I would not joke, but I would go on people's Twitters and I would bring up the receipts and be like, "Okay, you said this on Twitter. You you now need to speak for your actions with someone staring you in the face." And I wasn't gonna do it. I was gonna be kind. I did a soft run for. I was like, "Hey, let me get some tweets." And you were like. Yo, where are the Twitter receipts? I'm like, okay. If you want the Twitter receipts, I got the Twitter receipts. Sheesh. Nah, I mean, I love the bit. 
I, I can't <laughs> say I'm excited, but I, I had to bring it up. I love the bit. Okay, so I mean, I got two. Let's go. So, nightlife is self-produced, so the label money can go right to tattoos, and that's that. When I suddenly show up on the timeline with five tattoos, y'all know what's good. Facts. Where are the tattoos? Well, they, what tattoo they, I, got? There's, I'm still at a fresh zero, if y'all can believe it, it, which disappoints me to this day. But, yeah, no. Once it once it shoots up to, like, five, seven, something like that, three, just, y'all know. <laughs> y'all know. Y'all know. What, okay, what tattoo idea you got? Because right now, I'm getting my first tattoo in, like, two weeks. Oh, congrats. Well, well I'm equally curious what yours is, frankly, but... I just want some lines and patterns to start, honestly. I want to end up with a sleeve on my right arm, um, if not both, but I think I need to start with like lines and patterns to keep it simple because I really like those, and I think that that would aesthetically please me. I feel you. But what about you? What's your uh, first idea? So I have two, and both of them are My Chemical Romance related. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but um, so I'm going to go see MCR in two weeks with um some friends I've known for like years on the internet. Wow. Like I, they've like, like I've seen like people going to college, grow up, like all this stuff, and so all of us are going to the show. So we're like, it's a small group of us because it's like a big group. Um, four of us are going to go get a tattoo to kind of commemorate the occasion. Wow! And so we're getting like the the fly and swarm, nice. like some like somewhere. I think that's like the I think that's the the consensus. Wow, that's gonna and, be so cool. And the other idea was a, a ray gun from Danger Days with um the future is bulletproof with like four like lightning bolts like popping out of it. Oh, that's awesome. I love both of those. And so those those are my ideas. I love I love it. Would you ever get a tattoo of a band or an artist or anything related to a musician? Absolutely. I the one thing that hasn't left, even as I've listened to them less, is that I do want the Law Dispute flower on me somewhere. It was like a cliche back in like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen or whatever. I want that shit. <laughs> I want a rose on my body, and I want to be like, oh, that's a nice flower or whatever. And I'll be like, is it? Is it? Can I still get into heaven if I kill myself? Is it? <laughs> Just drop it immediately. Just drop it. Know drop that it on I'm emo from the start. You got to go. Listen, listen, you got to. It's a marker. You got to have something to be like, listen, I have. This is the energy I'm walking into this, any environment with. Yep. There is a rain one. cloud over me no matter what. Okay. You need to know. <laughs> I'm like, out. Uh, now that I think about it, now, do I want to fly? That's just like, yo, I got to fly over me. That's a swarm. What are you going to do about it? Maybe you're the swarm. <laughs> Would three other people get in it, though? Exactly. Okay, we the swarm. Okay. Yeah. But that's the group chat name. Got you. So second tweet. Mm. I don't know what's punk about these guys. Valid. But my good, mm, have you ever heard of a band called Talking Heads? <laughs> so I mean, what what happened? I mean, I'm I'm assuming people were popping off at the mouth and you had to talk. What happened? <laughs> I we get a lot of we don't get a lot of negative criticism at all, which is frankly a blessing and a curse, obviously, because I'm not ready for it when it happens eventually. Um, but the the criticism that we do get all the time is like, I don't know what's punk about these guys because other people will put us in context as well as, you know, we will too. Um, be like, this is a punk band. This is a metal band. This is a heavy band. This is whatever. And they'll be like, I don't get what's so punk about these guys, especially. Like, that is the one thing that comes up all the time. Um, even to the point that, like, Fantano didn't outright say it, but, like, he was kind kind of saying, like, what's so punk about these guys in, like, a, yeah. not so many terms. And 
to me, I mean, I just think back to bands like Talking Heads, to bands like Death, to bands like even um, Black Flag and what they were doing with like their their sludge metal and stuff in the mid eighties. Like, I don't know, punk used to be fun too, and upbeat, and maybe not as polished per se. Sure, but there was it's oh you know punk could be fun and dancey yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah, like you can still be like fuck all this shit that's happening and still be like. I'm gonna look fucking fly. I'm gonna yeah, sound. Yeah, why good. not? It exactly. It, it, it's all about the ethos, and I do hope to to be more punk with what I end up writing about going forward and stuff. For lack of better phrasing, because that sounds lame as hell said out loud. <laughs> but um, yeah, as I get better at lyrics, I hope to actually use my voice. And what's more punk than that? Absolutely. And so, I have a question, which is kind of tying back to the larger idea of the main main show, which is creative block. Mm. Um, and the big question is when you're sitting down and you're trying to work on something and be it producing or trying to work on a new track and see where that feeling goes and trying to find that magic. Um, what do you do to break through creative block? Oh man. Um, when I'm absolutely stuck and I have nothing going and I can't think of something, I will go back to a song that I really like from usually about five to 10 years ago. And, just try to recreate it as a map. Like literally I'll map it out in a, in a, in logic. I'll have it so that it's laid out exactly the structure, same thing. And I will either make the song exactly as I hear it or make my own version of it from there and just kind of steal it in that regard. Um, that always helps me get back to like, Oh wow, I can make sounds. That's, that's cool. I can hear something and make it for as little as I do that on purpose when I'm trying to kind of thing. Um, that's one way. And then the other is uh, I try to listen to a lot of new stuff and I kind of gotten off of it a little bit this year insofar as like I've been listening to new stuff from around music, but I haven't been in alt enough, to be honest. I've been like everywhere but alt for the past year. So I need to come back. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier about our fallback radio today and everything. Like I need to reconnect, see what everybody else is up to um, and see how we slot into that and just do it our way too sick and i mean so that idea where you listen to a song and try to remake it Mm -hmm. where did that how did you come up with that idea um it's something that i used to do as a teenager in guitar pro which is like a a tab program that kind of worked as a DAW back then um and i would just like when i was writing songs i would either make them based off of another one or just copy a song outright and make the instrumental and those songs never ended up happening or being anything so they were just practice in the end, which is cool. Um, I guess that's where it started. But everybody I look up to, everybody I look up to emphasizes that you have to steal to be a good artist. And that is not like that. There's no budging on that. Obviously, stealing in music, you have to do it in a respectful way. And there are ways that can be disrespectful. But so long as you are respectful of where you're getting your things from, like, Stealing is the best way to create what you are and to find out who you are. Um, I had this insistence that I had to be so original for so long. For for what? So I don't know. Uh, my little brother at one point finally was like, yo, I just do these maps where me and my friends just recreate these songs, literally bar for bar, note for note from scratch. And then we just rap insidious stuff over it. <laughs> because that's what we do we're, we're now he's 21 but 
we're kids and that's what we do to hang out. So I was like, damn, and you're getting a lot better. All right, well, I guess I need to go back to doing maps. So here we are. I've done like six or so since I said that. Sick. And look at that. Those tweets were harmless. They were. That I, was really kind. Yeah, no. That's like I said, I wasn't. And I'm, I mean, I never did that to be like, gotcha. I mean, there are some where I was just like, yo, okay, this is going to be funny. Um, <laughs> nah, you pulled I, it I, out last time. It was dope. That, that I was mean, nice. I didn't want to be the Nardwar of like, I mean, I kind of do, of Nardwar of just like Twitter. I'm just like, okay, um, hello, we have to know. <laughs> Where'd you find that? <laughs> Belt. <laughs> Man, no, I've seen some crazy Nardwar interviews too. So that yep. would be mind blowing, probably. So which one's your favorite Nardwar interview? Oh, JPEG Mafia, easily. Just because that one, there. I think it's not his first time JPEG with him. Yeah. So they're just, he's ready and prepared and he just goes bar for bar for him with the, with everything weird that he pulls out. He's just going right back at him, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my answer is going to be real. Just kind of like, okay, that's fair. But like the time of the creator interviews. Oh, they're all so fun. Oh, like it's all good. It's always, so, I mean, the, again, just to, to Nardwar's credit, you can always pull out the wildest stuff from people's past. I think that the Tyler ones are some of the wildest for real. This, it's like honestly it's like one of those things where you sit down and you're just like i'm never gonna be that person <laughs> but if i can pull some information or some way to do something like wild and like i mean just full circle like like if you you pull from what you can granted i'm not gonna be dming your brother to be like yo i'm interviewing <laughs> give me yo, the I'm skinny in- give me the tweets my you somebody a- could dm my little brother and ask him for the first youtube video we ever made which i think was in 2006 or something or 2008. Oh. Somebody should, will, and can ask him for that. And he can find it and will give it to you. I don't know how to find it. He does. Okay. I will, I'm will. i down to do it, but I feel like I also have to let something off my chest and be a little incriminating, too. Because if you're, if you're revealing something, I got to reveal something. Um, I have a cover of me and my roommate singing House of the Rising Sun for our first band oh, awesome. that we did. Um, and... Originally, we were going to do it faithfully, and then his sister was like, this is boring. Speed it up. So there is a sped up, like, punky House of on the uh, house of the Rising Sun um, with me, like, doing, I'm a, I have a soul voice because I'm 17. Oh, wow. Let's go. So here's, the, that's the trade. That's, that's the deal. Fine. If that, if that first, if your first video comes out. I will tweet a link. I don't think anyone will care, uh, to be quite honest. But you'll just but be like, I, it's okay, dog. It happens yeah. to the best of us. Here you go. Yeah. I, I, will, I will stand in solidarity with you, but no, like, I'm going to be honest, more people will be looking at yours than mine. <laughs> either way, either way, it'll happen. I'm sure it will. That's fair. So, um, you mentioned a little bit earlier on, like, looking for different bands and different artists and trying to keep up with what's going on. Who are some people that you're listening to right now? You're just like, fuck, they're doing amazing. Ah, man. Um, In our scene specifically, there's this band, Good Boy Daisy, which is really sweet. They're from L.A., like a pair of twins, I believe. Really neat, really cool stuff. Um, Along that vein, Soft Cult, they're like a very cool grunge, shoegaze kind of duet duo. They're awesome. Um, Pink Shift's new stuff is is incredible. Uh, Will Yip is knocking it out of the park and then some so 
every time one of their songs comes on, I'm like, God damn, this is the guitars are so loud. How did he do that? <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and then finally, Dayseeker. Actually, I fell off of them for a few years, but I've always liked the couple of their more popular songs in the recent years, and they've been putting out a couple that are really neat lately. So, gotta keep up. Gotta gotta get us up there too, because these are some good bands. It's like you're gonna you got there in no time. You're gonna again like the CP and like the stuff you've been doing and like just the 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 ethos that the band like goes off of and just like it like you're gonna you got it. You got hopefully. it. Hopefully, just gotta keep improving. I'm glad the hunger is back for one. Yeah. So I got one more question. Oh, okay. And so what I do because this is different now because I got a roommate now. Um. And to keep the peace, to be nice, I'm like, okay, hey, I'll do these interviews. I will give you the last question. So I have the last question for my roommate. Wow. And the disclaimer is all the questions he's asked don't have anything to do with music. Fair. That's good. He's asked about um, favorite condiments. He's asked about favorite color of the sky. Um, Both of those had long conversations perfect so if you're ready i got it for you mm, lay it on me if you were to roll a nat 20 like in D, mm-hmm. what would it be for oh no can't answer that question <laughs> i have never played D. i have two separate people that are like getting campaigns set up for me now so that okay. i can actually get into it and understand what just happened but (laughs) unfortunately my current state i can't answer i must say i'm gonna give it actually my best shot but with that disclaimer um i rolled a nat 20 because my character um had to assassinate the the mayor of the town and it didn't go so well and then now their stats are back to nat 20 (laughs) you tried killed it and like and okay so i'd say not 20 is like okay you did your best like it's like if you roll a not 20 you're like oh you're fucking you're nailing this so you're like whatever you're gonna do it's like you're doing it perfectly wow but what what he wanted to ask it was for if there's anything you would you like you do in like your normal life anything like you do as a person what's like your not 20 what's the shit that like you do and you're just like no one can fucking touch me oh besides obviously the some of the production stuff um i make this one specific sandwich that <laughs> no one can touch me. I swear to God, I perfected what? it from what I used to get from Subway forever and ever for years and years and years. And it's just like a basic ass sandwich with cold cuts, and it's the right consistency of shredded lettuce to to salt to oil to pepper ratio, and with the right bread, y'all can't be touched. I'm sorry, it can't. Even okay, my chef but... of a roommate said that it can't be touched, and I take well, that well... to my grave. You know what I mean? So I mean, we were talking about releasing music views. Are we gonna release the recipe, or is that is that like a trade secret? Ooh, nah, I don't know if I can release it. I might do like a, a TikTok about it one day or something. <laughs> be like, if y'all could follow this, this is what I make by for lunch like three times a week. <laughs> Listen, you gotta keep content going. I'm not I'm not trying to to pull content. So yeah, if you guys it's a good make idea. A TikTok, it's solid. I don't think if you get like a penny from the creator fund, I want my I want my fee. Yeah, I was gonna say you giving me that idea for free. I don't think so. Yeah. Not nah, listen. I I'm a consultant. You know this is this is the hack. Before I was just I'm I'm a podcast, and then I'm like, if you really want to roll, this is what you do. <laughs> you get on TikTok. 
There you go. That's why I, that's that's why I feel like all these like like not all, a lot. Like I feel like there's some people who are like they're like you know how to make it big. Post on Twitter. You'll do great. Just just go post on Twitter. Just go on TikTok. They don't even say post on TikTok. So just go on TikTok. Just yeah, go figure it TikTok. out. TikTok, and I feel bad because we're posting more on TikTok, but Gene, I don't mean it that way. <laughs> but, you, gotta um, you gotta learn. I mean, I think there's like a difference between like, hey, like there are people here, and so like, how can we engage with what we have? Mm-hmm. And then there's just people who are like, throw anything on there, it'll work. You don't worry about it, which, hey, it does for some people actually. So that's true. I mean, to it. you can you can be out here doing covers of its corn. And then you get reposted on the Minions account like Julian from Loveless did because of said cover, which, incredible. <laughs> a, a Minions account repost? Again, take that to your grave. That's amazing. No one can take that from you. That's Well, I mean, yeah. like, and like There's like Grammy, Hall of Fame, Minions repost. Minions repost, specifically. What, what, what is... I know where, I know where like, screw brands. What's the brand that you're like, if they, they shout me out, we're good. What brand, what brand, like, let's do this right now. What brand do you want? Brand, I mean, gotta say Minions, too. <laughs> of course. That, that, that's just right up there. Um, I'll give it to Vans for the other one, because they pack uh, stuff. Their stuff with Anderson, and obviously the culture. And what's that? Just for fun. Liquid Death. Just for fun. Because there's such a meme right now. Just like, yeah, whatever. Canned water. Just, let's go. Just run into it, yeah. Shout out, shout, shout me out. I'll make you meme. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like everyone. I'll, I'll make you meme. I'll make <laughs> I'll a make spicy you meme. content. Don't worry. I'll make you a star. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. I feel like Liquid Death's like if anyone's gonna do it, Liquid Death's the brand that will would do it. I feel like. Yeah, right. Yeah, that seems attainable. So Liquid Death. Y'all hearing this? I do drink. I got two water bottles on my desk right now. I'd be drinking water. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> Yo, we stay hydrated in Ooh, this. So hydrated. Music box. My my cells, my cellular walls. They are they are bulbous. They, <laughs> they stay quite quite moist. Yeah. You know, I heard bulbous, and I was like, okay, yeah. You know, like how your cell walls, when you drink a lot of water, if you drink too much, they can get like too fat and they could like burst and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think I'm like right before that. We're like, <laughs> it's just the cellular walls are just nice and rotund, you know? Rotund. Thick, if you will. How many C's? I would give it just two. Don't worry about just it. Just two? Just two. Okay. If I go any further, means. I might be drinking too much water. I don't want yeah. my cells to burst. And this is the perfect thing you can do in the post for Liquid Death. Listen, the ad just wrote itself. Liquid Death, nightlife.mp3 at gmail.com. You know where to find me. <laughs> Let's go. And with that, we are done. We we got our ad out there. We, we got the CTA out there. Wow. Um, had the whole marketing plan. We got the reach. For free 99, <laughs> brand. Exactly. Bring it. But no, with all that being said, I'm out of questions. Hansel, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. As always, it's such a pleasure. No, it was so much fun. And thank you for being kinder with the tweets, even. That was (laughs) awesome. I I, I forgot what tweets I pulled from last time. Oh, man, I don't remember. You you just made me stand on something very, like, there are days. You know, we all have days. And I was like, (laughs) 
that week, I guess I stood by it and I kept that tweet up and you pulled that one. And I was like, all right, let me stand on this right now because I have to. I got to. Um, this time was a little bit easier because I can stand on those with my two feet. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Listen, when when you, <laughs> I feel like the streets change when it's like, yo, there's someone out here being like, yo, come on the podcast. It'll be a good time. <laughs> I don't tell you about the tweet thing until like, it's rogue. It's it's yeah. rogue in the best way. Well, because I was like, oh, it might be a cute little idea. And then everyone's, and then I, I think it was something where, like, there was a moment where people were like, I hit, I'm just like, oh, shit. People are like, I really got to explain this in an interview where I'm talking about my inspiration, my influences, my career aspirations. And then you pull out the, I'm like, now what about this? <laughs> this is all you say, but what about who the real you is? Yeah. Stare at yourself in the black mirror real quick. I know. I know there's what you want people to know for the industry and the sound, but there's a real person behind there. What the fuck does they? What do they? What do they want? Good point. See, there's, <laughs> you're describing the art of what you did. It's beautiful. It's visceral. I mean, that's that's the name of the podcast, visceral. But yeah, no, Boom. thank you so much. 